Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 885 4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508 252 3359. Propane Heating and Cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24 7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing. Ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button. And remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus. And remember, with propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 885 4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508 252 3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401-885-4209. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. So on this Thursday, this has been uh, really eye-opening. Being here in D.C., obviously the immigration problem, it affects the entire country. Um... I do want to have, we're going to have our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd, weigh in, though, on this this whole business of what happened in New York, the New York Attorney General, what's going on with President Trump. As much as immigration is important, at the same time, that is such a huge development because it could bog down the former president for quite some time. So I don't want to ignore that. I want to once again also, folks, extend sincerest condolences thoughts and prayers family friends and many people who worked and served under the Woonsocket mayor mayor menard who who tragically passed away and um and and people have learned the details of that so and i also want to point out to you just how significant the judge's decision on road works what a disgrace that is that in rhode island think about that since 2018 since these tolls went up and make no mistake about it notice governor mckee didn't come right out i i think it's shameful the people that would not go in front of the cameras they had no problem with the big press conference when they were announcing roadworks and suddenly they are nowhere to be found when it comes to in fact that the whole thing it never should have been done and the the way that i figured out i believe it was 76 million to get the thing up and running and then it was seven million to defend so now you're up to uh 83 million in over four four years yeah four years 2018 2018 2018 it brought in 100 million so you do 100 million minus the fact that it cost them 83 million to get this thing going i mean plus the the man hours it at best possibly it's break even and i'm not even convinced of that because of everything you have to pass but it is shameful that the trucking industry folks this is another example of the attack on business and make no mistake about it governor mckee there's going to be a budget shortfall that 40 million that was tagged to go there that the laborers are counting on their response to governor mckee is find the money somewhere else then find it somewhere else we don't care if you toll cars. Folks, it's a matter of time. I don't care what the governor... The governor is saying there will be no tolls at this time. 
people are realizing that means until after the November election. Uh, <clears throat> as long as they are up, it's going to remain an option. And it's like everything else they do in the state. They'll say, you know, we have no choice and we're only going to do it in the morning commute. And then they say, well, we're only going to do it in the afternoon commute. And, and we're going to do it to stagger and blah, blah, blah. But the, the bottom line is, that the, the, you know, the public sector unions, they're going to tell Governor McKee, we, we want that money. You have to make it up. You owe us that money. If you can't do the truck tolls, find another way to, to get it. But we want our $40 million a year. It's like the thing from that scene from Goodfellas. Blank you, pay me. No, 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 no. You're supposed to be paying us $40 million a year out of those tolls. If you can't do it from them, then you have to, you know, do it. Um, then make sure you you know you get it from somewhere else. So uh, I would love to be wrong on that, but we shall see. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401 401- 732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Time for our legal segment. Joining us right now. He is one of Rhode Island's top legal minds. It is our legal expert attorney, Tim Dot. And Tim, I want to start off, uh, obviously, very unprecedented type of situation today. And we're talking about the New York Attorney General. Um, I, I, I'd like to try to at least put politics to the side. And this is a very extensive uh, complaint that they put forward. I, I have a feeling that this is not going to be the end of it. Uh, but this has been a long going, ongoing investigation, I, I think over three years. And and like to at least hear from you, what is the allegations that they're mapping out? Well, Letitia James, the um, New York Attorney General, uh, has been investigating the Trump Organization and Donald Trump and the kids for for a long time. And forgetting about politics, she has stated on numerous occasions that it's her mission to get him. So um, there's a bias here, potentially, or maybe just a person who's very zealously investigating legitimate wrongdoing. Only time will tell. But to stick to the legal end of this thing, the basic elements of the civil complaint suggest that the Trump Organization has inflated values of real estate when it served their purposes and understated the value of real estate when it served their purposes. So if you're looking to 
get bank financing for a new project and you want to show how much equity you've got and that, you know, you've got assets that could back up the loan value. Let's assume um, I'm using, making up an example. You have an office building worth 50 million and you say it's worth 250 million with no basis. Now, is that a fraudulent statement? Was it made knowing that it was false? Was it an estimate? what were the obligations of the person making the estimate as to value? Did it require any professional, um, uh, professional you know, property uh, assessor to go out there and value the property? Uh, was it left up to the borrower to simply dream up a number? These are the types of legal um, issues which will um, go on and on and on in a case like this. Who creates the value? Who makes the determination? Who tests it? What's the bank's obligation to verify the, the values that are stated? What's the obligation of the person or entity requesting the loan and identifying assets um, to verify that the value that's being put in, a, let's say, a loan application is accurate? All of that is going to rest in the Let's assume they're loan documents, what was required, what needed to be disclosed. And again, the obligation of both parties to investigate to make sure that the representations were true. Now, John, one example that Letitia James points out is that at one time, um, she doesn't give the specifics, uh, Donald Trump or the Trump Organization um, opined that Mar-a-Lago was worth something like $756 million. Letitia James says that's a preposterous number because the true value on its best day is that that property might be worth $75 million. So that would be an overestimation of value by a factor of 10. So if it's really worth $75 million and Trump said it's worth $85 million. Well, that might be okay. But if, in fact, it's worth $75 million, and I have no idea what it's worth, but yep. let's assume that's a true number, and someone in the Trump organization, for whatever purpose, says it's worth $750 million, um, <laughs> that's that's pretty big overstatement. And if it's so far-fetched that it had to be made knowing that it couldn't possibly be a true number, well, that's where you could get into some jeopardy. Um, the next question is going to be, if these misrepresentations were made, um, was anyone damaged? Did the bank loan money based upon high valuations, which weren't true, loan the money and then got burned on the repayment? So is it a victimless misrepresentation or these misrepresentations which hurt the lenders. If the, if the valuations were understated, let's say to pay less in real estate taxes, well, I don't think typically it's up to the owner to state what the value of the property is for, for tax purposes. Right. That's typically a, a state or a county or a, a city um, assess, assessor's um, obligation to determine value. So I question what the Trump people could be doing 
to understate values to save on taxes. It seems to me it's more overstating values to borrow more money or to misstate what the holdings are and that there really wasn't the equity in these properties to support um, the loans. Now, Letitia James has also made a point, and the media is running with it like crazy. In addition to this lawsuit, you know, it's it's just as we've said many times, there's a difference between making allegations in a complaint and right. proving those allegations at the sure. time of trial. So we have a long way to go here. But Letitia James has already reported to the media, and they're gleefully reporting that she's made a referral of this case to the U.S. Attorney's Office for a criminal investigation. Now, I thought she was the AG. I thought she would have been conducting a criminal investigation. So if she had found sufficient information, she might have brought her own criminal prosecution, but she's apparently dishing off the criminal component of this to the U.S. Attorney's Office. Could be because there's federal crimes versus state crimes, could be wire fraud crimes, could be bank fraud crimes. Um, There's going to be a question of jurisdiction if, and that's a big if, any criminal um, um, prosecutions could possibly arise from this situation. Tim Dodd, there are, and again, folks, speaks with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Um, it should be noted that there have been some people within the Trump Organization orbit, if you will, Michael Cohen for starters, who there, there are definitely some, been some people that we believe have kind of been drifting in and out of the background on this investigation that seemingly at least could have led them down the path to, to look at certain things. It, I, I just, I don't want people to think a sitting, I mean, I don't think, but a, a sitting attorney general just, you know, I know that the president's out today saying it's another witch hunt and, and I'm getting email from people saying there's another wild goose chase. I, I just don't think a complaint of this magnitude, how long it's gone on, they definitely have had some inside players. I, I don't think that this is like just like a wild goose chase. No, I mean, it would be hard. I mean, Letitia James claims to have interviewed over 60 people. Hmm. So that's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and reviewed, you know, tens of thousands of pages of documents. Um so the question will be, who is it that's talking? What is their motivation? Yeah. And is what they're telling um, the attorney general's department there in New York, uh, can it be backed up? You know, it's, it, I'm sure that that office of Letitia James vetted the statements that these people were making and vetted the information being provided to make sure it would stand up to scrutiny because if I was Letitia James and Michael Cohen came in saying, let me give you a line chapter and verse on what happened in the Trump organization, I'd be eager to take his information, but I'd also be really careful to verify its truthfulness and accuracy because Cohen's got an ax to grind. Yeah. Um, Now this is, we haven't even touched on the special master of Mar-a-Lago. Tim Dodd, I just, it almost seems as though, you know, they, you just start almost kind of lack of an expression of like drowning in lawsuits at this point. I mean, it just the legal problems just seemingly are. are and again, all has to be proven, but they're they're definitely mounting. And it, it just seems it would be an exhaustive process to be dealing with so many different legal elements. 
Well, yes, it does. And it seems uh, we don't really know how much coordination or orchestration there is with all of these various things that are happening in Trump world between things happening in Florida, things happening in New York, and things happening elsewhere. The media was also happy to report that the woman who claims that Trump raped her in a store dressing room years ago, her ability to bring a cause of action against him has now been revived because of a change in the statute of limitations in New York. So, you know, all of these lawsuits and all of these subpoenas and all of this criminal speculation is all coming right before the midterms. Now, that's probably not a coincidence, and we're not talking politics, but, you know, people who are skeptical, that would be the, a reason for some skepticism because of the timing. But putting the timing aside, you're right, John, there's so much that Donald Trump and people in his orbit have to fight off here. Um, whether the allegations can be proved or not, it's going to, I would think, um, cause some of his supporters to take a second look and determine how much longer they can really be with him because yeah. it's just it's piling incredibly on. incredibly time-consuming as well. I mean, you know, this is think how much this stuff would take during the course of your day. I also want to mention it is unusual assuming that the children are also involved here. Well, yes, um, the so it wouldn't be Tiffany. It would be Don Jr., Eric, and... Um, well, Don Jr. Eric, Don and, Jr. And, uh, Ivanka. And Ivanka, yes. Yeah. And, you know, how many of these lawsuits and these criminal investigations and these subpoenas that are served, you know, where, you know, the old expression is where there's smoke, there's usually fire. How much of this can be situations where ultimately there's no fire? I mean, yeah. it would seem over time there's got to be some fire behind all the smoke that's arising right now. And, you know, Trump can push back and hold all of this off and slow it all down. But it does seem like there's, you know, an enormous avalanche coming towards him. And Tim Dodd, before we take the break, now she did mention she's going to refer this uh, possible criminal probe. Could, could this be, I mean, I, I, again, we don't know, but, you know, the, the famous one, Al Capone, ran into trouble with, with, you know, tax evasion and tax problems. Now, granted, you have a lot of different attorneys. There's a lot of different properties and things like that involved. But, um, but this, this element of you claim something is worth this, I think they even said uh, townhouses, certain size, it's not. It's valued at a certain value. Again, it's way over what it would be. As a result of that, you were able to get various loans because something is stated as a certain value. Those, to me, would almost seemingly be easier to prove. Something's either, you know, I don't know, 6,000 square feet or it's not. Um, it, so it, it would just seem that they, they certainly could be some things easier to prove than others in black and white as opposed to, Gee, you know, someone once told me they would pay, you know, a hundred million for it. So that's what I thought the value was. Well, and I'm sure Donald Trump's not out there looking at the field card on these properties, filling in these applications right, exactly. for loans. Good point. So the question becomes, you know, what was his obligation or his kids' obligation yeah. to review and vet for accuracy 
what his organization was preparing and filing to get money from banks. You know, there, if there is a crime or crimes here, it would more likely be federal because when you're dealing with banks, you're dealing with wire transfers or bank fraud, which all becomes federal, um, which is a much um, more dangerous to be if you're a criminal defendant. You know, it's, it's a tougher road to hoe when you're a target in the federal system, for sure. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. <laughs> 